Let's pick up tonight, uh, Genesis chapter number 39. We'll start there tonight. Genesis chapter 39, we're going to look at the temptation in which Joseph goes through. Last week, we looked at him being the slave. And uh, actually, I think we spent two weeks on that. But we're going to look at Joseph, the temptation, and the temptation that he faces here. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, is, it is different. It is different. And uh, this is a brand new one. Joseph and the temptation. Again, last week we talked about him being the slave. And the part about him being the slave was his circumstances and his, uh, his duty that he had, the things that he was instructed to do. And then we're going to look at how God blessed uh, that. And then also uh, during this blessing... God uh, allowed a temptation to come into his life. So we got our Bibles open to Genesis chapter number 35. And let's begin, let's begin reading in verse number 5. Verse number 5. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him an overseer in his house and over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake and the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. Excuse me. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand and he knew not aught what he had save the bread which he did not, which he did eat. And Joseph was, was a goodly person and well favored. And it came to pass after these things that his master so wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. The master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. And she said, lie with me. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master, what if not? What is, what is with me in the house? And he hath committed all that he had, it hath to my hand. There is none greater in this house than I, neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And it came to pass as she spake to Joseph day by day that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. And it came to pass... About this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business, and there was none of the men of the house there within. Girls. And she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. Now, that's where we're going to stop at. Lie with me. Let's look at the ways of Temptations, the ways of temptations. First of all, as we look at this, just by way of note, if you want to take note, that's fine, and, and add little notes here to your paper as well. As we look at this, first of all, one way of temptation that the devil always will do is he does it visually with our eyes. Verse number seven, the Bible says, And it came to pass after these days that his master's wife, what? cast her eyes upon Joseph. She began to look at something that was not hers. 
something that did not belong to her. Now, she comes to Joseph and tries to seduce him to sleep with her. This is what he was trying to do, or she was trying to do to him, trying to get him to do something immoral, something wrong, something against the Bible. Uh, but he first, but the first temptation that took place was a visual temptation. It was something that you can see with your eyes. Now, watch this. In Genesis chapter number three and verse number six, the Bible says that Eve saw. You know, when she looked at that fruit, she saw the fruit. She looked at that fruit and said, hey, that fruit looks good to eat. So she saw with her eyes. The Bible says in Genesis chapter number, uh, Genesis, uh, later on in Genesis, uh, Lot lifted up his eyes and saw Sodom and Gomorrah. He saw Sodom and Gomorrah. He pitched his tent towards Sodom and Gomorrah. So here it is. His eyes, Eve's eyes saw the fruit. Lot's eyes saw uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, then we go forward into time in Joshua's time. The Bible says in Joshua chapter 7, I believe, Achan saw something that wasn't his. And then we go a little bit further into time. And the Bible says that David was on his rooftop and he saw something else. And so the Bible teaches us that the devil is going to attack us with our eyes, with what we can see. Doesn't it look Good. When 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 uh, when the devil came to Eve, he didn't say, "Hey, hey, uh, yeah, this this fruit's ugly." No, he said, "This fruit is beautiful. Look, would you look at the fruit?" See, the devil gets us with our eyes. That's why it's so important to guard your eye gate. Guard what goes in your eyes, because if you never look at it, if you never look at it, you won't do it. Huh? Hey, if you don't look at it, you won't do it. With your eyes, temptation with your eyes. Make note of this scripture, Psalms 103, 101, verse number three. I'm going to read it to you. Psalms 101, verse three. The Bible says, know ye that the Lord, he is good. I'm reading the wrong verse. 101.3. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall cleave to me. Now, in this text, Psalms 101 verse 3, it is David saying, I will not set anything wicked before my eyes. Now, now also the Bible says, the Bible says that our eyes affect our heart. Have you ever watched a movie and you cried? You ever watch a TV show and you cried? Do you know what happened? Your eyes affected your heart. You know what? When missionaries, when missionaries come and, and they come to our church, you know what they show? Pictures. Do you know why? Because pictures affect your heart. Your eyes affect your heart. David makes a statement in the book of Psalms chapter 51. David says, my eyes affect my heart 
He said, my, my, though, he said, I will set nothing wicked before mine eyes. And then David says in Psalms 51, he said, create in me a clean heart. Why? Why did he ask God to give him a clean heart? Why did he ask God to give him a clean heart? Bathsheba. Because he saw something that he shouldn't have had. And he, gave, and he took in what she shouldn't have taken. And that's why it's so important that we Christians don't watch things on our television sets that are wicked. If it's wicked, we shouldn't watch it. What's wicked? What's not wicked? Let's go there. The Bible says... Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are of good report, whatsoever things are honest, think on these things. There's things that we ought to think on. There's things that we ought to watch. That's why there's certain TV shows that I'm not going to let my children watch. There's certain TV shows that I shouldn't watch because they're wicked. Because the eyes affect your heart. Don't think for just a moment that you can watch those things and walk away and never be affected by it. Because it's not true. You will be affected by what you watch. You will be affected by what you watch. It will numb the senses. In America today, we have TV shows that would never have been allowed on TV 50 years ago. Maybe even 30 years ago. TV shows today that depict and, and are wicked, wicked, filthy language too. Filthy language. That, would, that is put on TV, that would never be allowed, would have never been allowed years ago, but it is today. But what happens is, is slowly and surely they add, they add things to make you where it doesn't seem as bad. Yeah, go ahead. You're fine. Yeah. Why is it so different? You know, um, they should be raised the same way you were raised. Right. You know, that that the problem is, is people don't want to raise their children, turn them loose, and do as they please. That's right. But then that just that made me so mad when I read that. <laughs> you know. It's true. Right. Right. And I know that, and I know that a lot of parents, they they in their mind, they want to give their kids more than what they got. You know, and that's a mistake, to be honest with you. I, I believe. As a parent, I mean, I, my kids, I want my kids to have the best, okay? And so there are some things that I can give them that maybe I didn't have, that I didn't have, okay? But I shouldn't run around my whole life saying, man, I never got that, so I'm going to give my kids this, you know, because I'm trying to fulfill something that, that ought not to be fulfilled because I need to raise them the way that I was raised. If I want my generation, if I want my kids' generation to be the same that I was, then I have to raise them the same way I was raised. There are certain things in which I was not allowed to do. There were certain ways that I was not allowed to treat an adult. 
And why should that change for the way that I, my children, I wasn't allowed to backtalk my mama. I wasn't allowed to, to, uh, to mouth off or roll my eyes or walk off and storm off and slam doors. I wasn't allowed to act like that. If I acted like that, I would get in trouble. I would get a whooping. And there wasn't a time that went by and me and my brother would fight. Guess what? We still got whoopings. I remember the last whooping I got. I was like 16 or 17 years old. Me and my brother were fighting and I got a whooping by my daddy. Now, one, I had enough respect to my, for my dad to him to give me one. But also this, he still whooped me even though I was 16 or 17 years old. You say, why? Why would he do that? Because your parenting, I, I, I know that I'm only the only parent that's raising kids, but as parents, I'm still raising my kids no matter how old they are, no matter how old they get. And as a kid, you're still supposed to show your parents respect no matter how old you get. But you say, Why, how did you get off on that? Setting our eyes on something that's not right. Even if this world says that movie's okay, doesn't mean that this, that movie's okay. Set nothing wicked before your eyes. Christians shouldn't watch pornographic movies. They shouldn't. It's wicked. You say, why is it wicked? Because you're setting your eyes on something that doesn't belong to you. Something that your eyes shouldn't see. Because it's not right. When she set her eyes on Joseph, she set her eyes on Joseph to seduce him, to make him do something immoral with her. That's what she wanted to do with him. But I want you to notice in this text that it was a visual temptation. And you will notice in your life that it is a visual temptation. But not only is it a visual temptation, but it's also a pleasure Temptation. You say pleasure. I want you to just be honest. The Bible says in verse number seven, he says, one, we see the visual, who wives cast her eyes on her, but then also number two is the pleasure that he said, and she said, lie with me. Now, this this text, it was he she was trying to seduce him to have pleasure. But the Bible says sin is, is pleasure for a season. It will have its fun time, but eventually you're going to have to pay the price. You're going to have to pay the price for the sin in which you commit. You may think that you're going to get away with it, and you may think that all everything's all hunky and dory, but if you live in that sin and do your sin long enough, you'll have to pay the price for that sin. And also know this, is that this was not the first temptation of, of Joseph. Joseph had went through temptations before. He had went through other things before. And here it is, she's trying to tempt him again with something else. And, and know this to be true, is that no matter what you're at, no matter where you're at in your life, there are going to be temptations. And if he doesn't get you with pleasure, he'll get you with despair. And if he doesn't get you with despair, he'll get you with depression. And if he can't get you with depression, then he'll get you in another area to lie and to cheat and to steal and to do things you ought not to do. But the Bible teaches us, that's why it says in Ephesians chapter number 6, that we ought to put the whole armor of God on because we will fight a battle, not just one battle, not just a pleasureful uh, sin battle, but there will be other sins that we will have to face the temptation of more than just pleasure, 
more than just pleasure. He wanted to get her with her with the eyes. Then he tempted he tempted her with uh, with pleasure, but he also tempts Joseph with her power. She was the master's wife. Think of it wasn't the low woman at the at the harlot's place. It wasn't it wasn't somebody who was who was all doped up and messed up. It was the master's wife that was coming to him to seduce him. So this was a a visual a temptation, a pleasurable temptation, but it also was a power temptation. Man, that woman who has power is trying to seduce me. Wow. And here's, here's, where, we, here's where we falter. Every one of us will be tempted with power at some point. Maybe you don't ever, I don't have to worry about power. I'm not worried about being in charge. Maybe you are. So you'll be tempted with the power. Make you feel important. Because if Joseph would have heeded to that temptation, it would have been power. It would have been power for him. I really don't know. I, I really don't know that, uh, that Potiphar would have done anything about it, if that makes sense. They had multiple wives. They had multiple people that they were with, and it wasn't, it wasn't a, necessarily a bad thing, but it was a bad thing. It was a wrong thing, whether she had power or whether it was a visual temptation or whether it was a pleasurable temptation. There's still things in our life that may be power, may give you power, may give you pleasure, may give you a visual temptation, but there's still... Um, those things that take place. Watch in verse number 10, look what he says. <coughs> look, what sh- look what takes place. And it came to pass as she spake to da- Joseph, what? When did she speak to Joseph? Day by day. Every single day he came in there, guess what she was doing? Come here. Come here. She, the devil's temptation is persistent. He's not going to give up. He's not going to quit because you say no once. He's going to keep at you. He's going to keep, hey, tell that lie. Hey, do that. Hey, hey, cheat. Hey, hey, go there. Hey, do this. Hey, drink that. Hey, smoke that. Hey, he's going to continue, 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 continue until... You give in. Day by day. She didn't quit. Every day he went in there. Every day he went in there. Every day he went in there. She's, she's trying to seduce him. She tried to do that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go back to my notes. I, in Luke chapter number four. I'm going to read to you Luke chapter number four. Chapter number 13. Jesus is being tempted in the New Testament in Luke chapter number four and verse number 13, the Bible says, and when the devil had ended all his, all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. You know what that means? The devil's coming back. The temptation that you face today, guess what? He's coming back. 
The temptation that you might have conquered, the temptation that you went through, guess what? He's going to come back. Uh, he's not going to stop. Why? Because the Bible says the devil has come to seek, to kill, and to destroy. The Bible says the devil walketh about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. The devil wants to destroy you. The devil wants to get you off track. The devil wants to mess you up. The temptation of Satan is he's going to be persistent. He's going to be persistent. And he's going to keep punching. And he's going to keep punching. And keep punching until you're going to give in. It's important to put safeguards in your life. We'll get to number two. I don't think we'll get there tonight, but there's temptations that you, each and every one of us face that are persistent, are persistent. You look at the timing. Look at the timing of this, of this uh, temptation. When did this timing take place? Where did Joseph, what, did jo, what had just happened to Joseph's life? Reagan. What had just happened in Joseph's life? He was slave, and then where did he go? What happened to him? He went to the top. He, to the top. he had just become number one, or he just become in charge. And, and the verse number three, uh, and his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that all that he had, he had made prosperous. Joseph found grace in his sight. He served him. He made the overseer of the house, and all that he had, he put in his hand. You know what just took place? He had just come through a great victory, and so what comes on? Temptation. So temptation, the timing of this temptation was right after a great victory. You think that you've conquered it. You think that you're on top. You think, guess what, bud? Here comes Satan. And then came Amalek, or then cometh the devil. Oh, man, I've got this. I've handled this. You've just overcome temptation over that, but guess what? He's coming back tomorrow. I mean, it's just like somebody who deals with the, the addiction of drugs, and they try, and they try, and they try, and they try to overcome those things, and the addiction of drugs is no different than any other sin that we may, we may deal with. That persistency for you to say no, for you to walk away, for you to say no, and to say no, and to say no, and to say no, so many times that it just becomes a habit that you say no and you walk away. That is so important that, yes, the timing came right after a great victory. I'm going to tell you, right after a great victory, you better watch out because here comes Satan. Here comes Satan. Christian, every one of us face sin. So we see the visual temptation, we see a pleasurable temptation, we see the timing of the temptation, the persistency of the temptation, but also I want you to notice the, the mod, she modifies her request. Look in verse number 10. And it came to pass, as she spake to Joseph day by day, that he hearkened not unto her, to what? To lie what? No, no, no. To lie what? By her. She changed her. She changed her temptation. She said, hey, hey, just come lay down with me. Uh, you know, just, just lay down with me. Just lay beside me. Yeah. See, the temptation, she changed it. Because he wasn't heeding to the fact that she wanted to sleep with him. So she said, hey, just, just lay down beside me. Lay by me? But you're, you're messing with fire. If you are not going to commit sin, or if you want to commit, if you want to, 
If you want to abstain from committing sin, you have to get far away from that as far as you possibly can. Someone who, someone who has a, uh, a problem with alcoholism or something, uh, someone who has a problem with, uh, with watching things they ought not to watch or, or drinking things they ought not to watch, then go, go to places that serve that stuff. Don't go to places that you can buy that stuff. Don't go to places that will, that will watch that kind of stuff. Stay away from it. What is your temptation? What is your weakness? What is an area that you're trying to overcome? Don't put yourself in that same situation right beside it and say, all right, now I got to quit. If, you're, if you are, for instance, for instance, if, if someone who is trying to overcome drugs, the best thing for them to do is go around their old drug friends, right? No. Are you crazy? If you're trying to overcome those things, then go away from them. Birds of a feather flock together. How do you expect me to get off of that if I'm hanging out with somebody that's doing it? Sin, don't get close to it. The Bible teaches us that don't give place to Satan. Don't give place to the devil. Don't give place to sin in your life. Well, it's not that bad. Was it, would it have been that bad for him to lay down beside her? Probably not. But he was getting closer to the situation than he ever should have been. There are things in our life that aren't necessarily bad, but we shouldn't do them because it takes us closer to sin than we ought to be. Paul says, all things are lawful to me, but not all things are, all things are not expedient to me. Look, everything, there's not one thing in this world that I can't do. Reagan, stop. There's not one thing in this world that I can't do. But there's ought to be some things that I ought to run from. Because, hey, just because it looks good and just because everyone else is doing it doesn't mean you ought to go do it. As my mama used to say, if they're all jumping off the cliff, would you? You going to jump off? Your mama ever say that to you? When everybody else is wearing blue socks, you got to have blue socks too? (laughs) I keep looking at it. I keep looking up for the clock and it's not there. Verse number 11, look at this. And it came to pass at that time that Joseph went into the house to do his business and there was none of the house, none of the men of the house there within. And she caught him by his garment. Do you know what you see here? Yep. Do you know what the devil is? Aggressive. Girls? Yep. Aggressive. You know the devil, you know what? The devil's not going to give up. The devil's not going to stop. I remember playing high in basketball. Do you know what our coach taught us to be? Be, be aggressive. Right? Get after it. Go. Go as hard and as fast and aggressive as you can. Even if it caused you to get a penalty. Get as close as you can. Get as aggressive as you can. The devil is going to be aggressive. The devil's not going to stop. The devil is not going to stop and be aggressive. He's not. He's not going to stop. 
You think, you think that you've got it conquered? You think that you've got it, man, you've got it made in the shade, drinking lemonade? Buddy, you better watch out. <coughs> He's not going to stop. He's going to get aggressive. He's going to get more aggressive. She grabbed him by his clothes. She got to the point where she got so aggravated at him because he kept telling her no. He kept, tell, he kept running away from it. She grabbed his clothes. She grabbed his jacket. Yep. So yeah. Now run. <laughs> yeah. Now run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerk Think about how aggressive she had to have be to do that to him. Come here. She grabs a hold of his clothes. Don't think for just a moment that Satan's scared of us. No. He's not. No. Grab you, shake you, twist you, turn you, upside down, inside out, right side up, upside down. Now, every way you can. Christian, that's the temptation you and I face Sometimes on a daily basis. Do you know things that tempt you? Yes? I ask you. Anybody have any questions or thoughts? Anybody have any questions about tonight's lesson? Temptation. It's real. It's real. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy that went with him, he dated this girl. Oh, wow. Mm. I've heard of stuff like that go all, all the time. Amen. Amen. Share something with you, okay? Listen to this text. Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter number 10, verse number 13, he said, There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. You know what that text just told me? That there's not one temptation that you will face. There's not one thing that you will see. There's not one thing that you will have that will happen in your life that hasn't already happened to somebody else. And that God made a way for somebody to get out of that temptation. A way of escape. A way of an escape. A way of an escape. Now, next week, we'll talk about the escape. How can I escape temptation? How can I escape temptation? 1 Corinthians 10, 13. All right, anybody else? Anybody have any questions? I don't know about that, but... The, temp- the temptation is real, and the temptation that you and I face is daily. And it's not always a uh, sexual sin. Look, and, and sexual sins are some of the most uh, hurtful. Uh, and they're, and it's very important that you abstain. The, the purity of Joseph is very important. The purity of you is very important. The uh, Bible teaches us to abstain from sexual sins, uh, fornication, idolatry. Uh, adultery. Uh, there's things in our life. There's 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 things that we ought to avoid. The Bible also teaches us in First Corinthians seven. He says it is good for a man not to touch a woman. What does that mean? 
That means it's good for a man not to touch a woman. If the woman doesn't belong, if the woman is not your wife, you ought not touch her. And uh, you say, what do you mean? You ought not touch her. That's exactly what that means. You ought not touch her. Because one thing leads to another. One thing leads to another. You do one thing, it's just going to lead to the next. You're not going to stop. When passions are flying and going, you're not going to stop. Doing something. Handshaking is not wrong, but an immoral uh, touch, a sexual touch is wrong on every level. It's good for men not to touch a woman. Abstain from that. Purity. If she's not my wife, I ain't going to touch her. She's not your, if he's not your husband, you ought not touch him. A lot of people, it might be strong as far as that's concerned, not uh, lusting after another woman. They could be weak in other areas, money-wise, for instance. Lust after things, houses, yeah, things. cars, boats. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a big Lamborghini in that's the right. driveway, a big that's right. drive home. Uh, that's right. Money. Uh, you know, he, he do things, you know, to, to cheat somebody or, or to yeah. cheat game. Right, because it's more than just, the sin is so, is more than just lusting is more and coveting is more than just Coveting. someone else's wife. Bible says, he that looketh upon a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery in his heart already. What does that mean? That means if you look upon a woman, if you look upon uh, an, a lady and you lust after her, which means for you to think, about immorality or you to think of sexual sin with that woman, then you have committed adultery with that person in your mind. That's why we shouldn't watch things. That's why you shouldn't look at naked women. That's why you shouldn't look at those things um, in magazines and books. Movies. Movies. Abstain from that. The Bible says to abstain from all appearance of evil. All right. Anybody else? If not, we'll pray. All right, let's pray. That's the first thing the devil wants everybody to do, get naked. You know, that's the thing. No, really. And you know, these shows... Well, the undressing undressing of society, that's right. Uh, Like, uh, like, I'm not going to mention any movies, shows that they're naked and afraid and all. You know, people don't watch that. Well, you know... That's just, to me, it's naked and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Give it up. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, it's, it's a temptation, like you say, of the eyes. Oh, man, it, is. See that, you know? it is. It is. A temptation of the eyes. That's right. Yeah, Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. I thank you for tonight. Thank you for letting us gather here together. I pray that you have been with us tonight.